This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. How are you? Hey. Um, are you willing to try an experiment with me today? We have a special guest experiment. Is that, that what you're referring that to? That is what I'm referring to. It's I, I, I can't surprise you with anything. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, first of all, I want to say it was I'm glad you joined our company uh, event last night. That, that was, was great. It was so wonderful meeting the entire uh, Neomodern team and their good. partners. They were excited to see you, you know, in real life. Like yes. you almost didn't even exist before that. I do that. exist. Um, and I want to introduce you to someone. Okay. Um, Suzanne, this is Gabrielle Israelievich, my sister. Gabrielle, Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne. How come I wasn't invited to the party? You know what? My invitation came late as well, but next time, then you can prove you exist as well. I've heard uh, heard the recording of you and Ruben chatting, and so I'm so excited to meet you. Hmm. Well, um, I've been listening to your podcast as your numero uno fan. I think she, <laughs> Thank she, you. she represents Canada in, oh, our, in our demographic. She yeah. needs to, uh, uh, we need you to put the word out, Gabrielle. Spread the I word. Do my best. <laughs> I think she does pretty good. I think she does pretty good at that. Um, and it, it, since you listened to the episode with her, you know she's a you know she's a skillful artist. Absolutely. I like her her collages. And actually, I was going to have um, Madeline, one of our neo modern staff, on, and it also would be cool because she is experimenting with um, photo collaging in, in a different way. Oh, interesting. And so uh, I showed her your work, Gabrielle, and I think uh, is she techie. No, I mean uh, uh, Neo Modern. She shoots film. She shoots film, and she oh, cool. and all of the staff at Neo Modern are photographers. I, I mean, they have skills in Lightroom and Photoshop, but I would not call her techie. I wouldn't call the staff techie. They're but they are experts at using that. But stuff. she does her collage on a computer. No, no, no. She's cutting um, physical prints. Oh, my kind of guy. Okay. Yeah, and she's actually um, where you cut. She was sort of ripping. Oh, I love ripping. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd actually love, uh, Gabrielle, I'd love to talk to you about your process and your, honestly, your workspace. What does it look like to have all these sort of physical prints and imagery around that you're able to put it together? Well, it starts with a shoot. I mean, it starts with carrying a camera around just because you can have it in your pocket. I can Uh have it in my pocket. And if something shouts at me to shoot it, I do. And I still print things out, like take it to the guy at the corner and print it out sort of old school and not neo-modern school because I don't consider the, the pictures that I take photographs. Okay. They're just what do you consider found them? Ob- they're found objects. Okay. So I, I, I print them and then what I see in the print might or might not be what I saw when I took the picture. Sometimes a, a color is more vibrant than it looked in real life. And it doesn't even matter. What I, I use is what, you know, a line or a shadow or the light or an, usually not an object. Usually it's abstract, 
that that draws me, and then I have them. The way you described Jerry Ulesman having his uh, stuff all over the house, and you uh -huh. never know what's going to jump. It's yeah. sort of like that, except I have it on a drafting table, and it's already gone through a process that I, I described before, sort of like like tarot cards. I just flip them. <laughs> I, I love flip that. Them, say yes, no, yes, no, sort of like you know the optometrist. Yes, mm -hmm. no, yes, better, worse, better, worse, and. And then I wind up with a bunch, and I see if any of them like each other, and then I put them next to each other, and then I'll cut something out and stick it on top of something else. Sometimes I do it cut and butt, where it's a straight line against a straight line, and sometimes I start pasting little little scraps on top of just one little picture. So it might just be whatever the size of a regular little snapshot print is, I start pasting things on top of that. So these things are pretty little before I blow them up. It's it's almost like artistic solitaire or something where you, you're able to kind of put these matches together and see what works. Huh. It is artistic solitaire, except the only rules are the ones that I make up. Even better. So, you win so every time. So, for example, <laughs> one of the rules that I used to make up when I shot 36-shot rolls of film was I'm not allowed in my game to use pictures shot in the same place in the same final image. Oh, interesting. That's a good one. Has your, the way that you uh, photograph these documents, uh, you said that, right? You said call, you call them documents? Uh, or the objects? The ob well, in the end, it's a picture. I think of them as paintings or poems, actually. And, and when you're shooting the individual pieces that will kind of before they move into the collage, before you've even printed them? They're like found objects. Found objects. Like sometimes, you know, it could be a piece of string, it could be a piece of wrapping paper, but these happen to be from photographs I've taken because I like the idea that it's part of my own history, even if it's yanked out of the time frame of an actual, actual life. Do you take more than one picture of these found objects when you're photographing them? That's a good question. Sometimes if I'm going to change angles or the light changes and I just, for example, if I wake up in the morning and the light is reflected on my blank wall and I love the shape of the light, I might shoot it, but then the light changes and I might shoot it again. Hmm. You, you know, um, one of the things that Yulesman does that I thought was always kind of interesting is that he was aware that if there's a line or a... a, a, a um, a junction in the image so where uh water hits the shore where a building right. hits something like your eye goes <clears throat> to that line and he doesn't like i think amateurs would kind of cut on that line right but what he does is he makes his cuts not at that line where he joins with another image because your eye will continue to hold that line as the and it's not and it's a real life junction between like the wall and the water or something like that so it's a perfect union and he's using misdirection as far as where the actual seam is between two pictures so are you saying he would do this in his collaging he would have two sort of linear elements in two separate images and when he collages them he connects them well he's doing it in a dark room but he's when he's joining two pictures He's not doing it. He's not making the line between them at a, a natural line in the picture. Usually, he's using that line 
that line is going to be more perfect than the one he can kind of artificially create, and your eye goes to that. Mm -hmm. I, I'll try to show some examples of this. It's if when you start to learn how to do that, it, you can make the, the the joining of images more seamless, more natural, because the various places where people think it's joined isn't where it's joined. Yeah. And I was wondering if Gab, when you are cutting stuff. Are you at all trying to disguise that you're putting it together at that spot, or you embrace you don't you're revealing? Yeah, can't the, conceal, reveal. Right, <laughs> you're revealing <laughs> where where I these. I saw pieces. that. Yeah, I saw that Instagram. <laughs> uh, I actually quite like that. I would have to say, the best answer for any of these questions is it depends. It depends. Yeah, I thought you yeah, might say that. Because yeah, because. I'm thinking of something I made recently where my point was to enhance light beyond the way that it really was. So I might add just a piece of light to an image that suggested light, and so it might have light around the edges, and I add something to the middle that makes it pop. Hmm. And it's just totally intuitive. I mean, they're that... If there's a seam, sometimes the seam begs for something to grow out of it. Mm -hmm. It just depends, you know. And like you, I grew up with these Yulesman images around me, so who knows how that's infiltrated my entire range of perception. Mm -hmm. Gabrielle, do you make art as like a daily meditation, and or is I, it I, uh, something you sit to. down? I used to. And over the past 10 years, I've, I've done so many other things, and my time has been occupied um, by so much else that I have to make myself sit down and say, okay, now it's art time. And sometimes it's really hard because I'm scattered. My mind is sort of in that popcorn mode, and it just won't settle. <laughs> Um, and you, for, and for you, art time is post-production. It's putting these things together as opposed to going out and shooting. Exactly. Shooting is just part of life. You're just walking through your life with a camera. You're not. That's right. Yeah. How do you overcome that impetus to to, to not get make or to not make art? Let me say that one more time. <laughs> um, actually, I'm writing, which is <clears throat> sorry. I'm writing about something that's a similar. I write in a similar way as <laughs> as I make art. It and I'm writing a book that's kind of a patchwork. And I'm incorporating some of my images into it and some of the poems that I've written by, by cutting and pasting, sort of uh, ransom note style. Um, I think I must really like cutting and pasting. It, should I lie on the couch so you can talk to me about this? <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people are more comfortable with playing, you know, it's like scrapbooking, right? You're putting, you're telling a story with these images and other things and you're and sometimes that's the fun part it's not necessarily the taking of everything but the kind of going through everything but what i like it's yeah go ahead i was gonna say it i guess i don't see um the images that i've seen of gabrielle's as scrapbooking i see them as so much more i see it as looking at uh, almost at the these objects or whatever they are sort of differently and taking the curve of what may have been a, a curb or a ball, but then it becomes bigger. It becomes a portal. It becomes something more than it, than what it was by the combination of these selected images. And then with her added levels of constraint, I think it's just, it becomes even deeper. So it almost begs to have this companion piece of writing to, to go with it. Hmm. 
Well, I like it when other people can write in response to it, so it's not so self-referential. Yeah. Um, but portals is the word, you know. I am always looking for those. You mean and visually? Try, try, yeah. When Both you're, visually when and, you're walking and, around with your camera and you notice a doorway, a hole, a that, like that's the kind of thing um, that... Is that no, what you mean? I mean in the in the post production part of it, in the actual making of the work, mm. it's oh wow, this leads me into that passageway. Hmm. And by combining these two things, something that it's almost like fitting a key into a door. I like that. I, I feel like that's kind of what all um whether it's as intentional as as what Gabrielle is saying, or if it's just a photograph, it is a portal into another time mm. or another exactly. moment. Exactly, exactly. A beautiful photograph will do the same thing. Yeah. Does it have to be and beautiful? No, no. Actually, I like it when it's really simple. And I think sometimes if I spend too much time on something, whether it's writing an essay or making a picture if it's overwrought, I just can't stand it. Sometimes just the impulse is the best, is the best thing to trust. I mean, I like, I, I think for my photography, I'm always looking to see if I can simplify, right? I'm, when I notice something that's sort of oddly isolated or that I can visually isolate it and compose in nature, I'm not doing it, but I, I find it. And I like that simplicity, but there's a lot of photographers who catch the sort of complexity and the chaos and stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of cool too. I mean, it's a different, I don't know, I guess it's just a different style. Well, I think one of your constraints is you're kind of like a hunter. Like you aren't contriving anything. You, in fact, kind of hate that. Right. You're not positioning things. You're not moving them. You can move, but the scene sort of has to have its original integrity. So you're for you to overwork something doesn't really exist where someone like uh you know for, for gabrielle's work where she is doing so much in the post-production that it, it's like a painter you know how do you know when to stop how do you walk away how do you come back to something and know when it's done because there's not necessarily like a in the professional world you stop designing when it's due this <laughs> <Right>. is <laughs> This right. is so right. different. And, and, but the thing for me that's different from painting, even though I think of my work as paintings, yeah. is I never start with a blank slate because I just couldn't. It's yeah, too, I, over, too overwhelming to pull out of everything. If you were talking to people who are beginning photographers and they don't know anything about collage, I mean, we've talked about juxtaposition, how important that is to an image, but actual cutting up pictures and looking at pieces next to each other like how does someone begin doing that like what what would be your advice to them or how i would say play i like that i mean you could start by just taking pictures printing them out and looking them next to each other so just a traditional sense of like page layout where you're just saying this and this it takes a different meaning than this and this other one well, i would say play without purpose yeah but i think people might need more structure in their play to start out with like a little I would well, I would say take images sure. <laughs> oh go ahead go Gab real no I was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael um, <laughs> like a scrapbook some people really love scrapbooking or doing what they call crafting mm -hmm. because they're 
they know where they're going when they start. They might not know how it will go exactly or what colors they're going to choose or how they're going to lay it out, but they have a sense of the journey they'd enjoy. I, I don't work like that. But people do. I mean, they would look at a page, a page spread in their scrapbook and say, okay, the entire vacation will be on this spread. Somehow I'm going to take this pile of pictures and tickets and whatever memorabilia and I'm going to edit it down I'm going to lay it out and it's going to fit here I don't want 20 pages I want to fit it coolly in the spread that's a project right it is yes and that's kind of I mean it's I mean you're not quite as constrained but we we all get to make I'm up never our constraints constrained by size I mean that's why all my pictures are all different all different sizes I mean the frames might be all the same size but the inner image varies just depending on when I stop. I would say if someone wanted to start collaging, uh, and Gabrielle, what do you think about this, is it's maybe take images that you don't think are valuable yet. So it's like a, maybe it's a, a blurry one, or it's a, it's one of these accidental shots, or it's something that is, or a, a sunset, but it's not the one you chose. You're right, so the something, rejects. Take your kind of rejects. Take your sense. rejects and then tear them or cut them even arbitrarily and then start to put them together to see if it's going somewhere, what you like. And then if Absolutely. that works as a first assignment, you don't feel like you're cutting up the picture of your family or something that you're already <laughs> placing value in. You can see it as an abstract moment to start painting with. Hmm. Right. It's not a therapy session where you're taking the scissors to the picture of your <laughs> Cut his face out. <laughs> oh, Gabrielle, thank you so much. This was really, really fun chatting. I look forward to uh, chatting with you more soon. And I look forward to being invited to the next party. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds great. No, this felt like a party. Thank you very much for calling me. Well, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Uh, I want to thank Mitchell Foreman for our theme music, Gabrielle for joining us, and all of you for hanging out today. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.